you know, a band of uh, human mutants after the nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> Pop trying to invade their farm that they're trying to apocalypse. People apocalypticus. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Exposing Ourselves. I'm Travis Ritchie, and this is episode 42. This is the show where we expose each other to new things. Matt, a big music fan, will assign me one of his favorite music artists to listen to each week, and I, a movie buff, will give him one of my favorite films, and we come together on this podcast to discuss it all. And with me, as always, is my good friend... Matt Runquist. Hey, Travis. This week on the pod, I watched... A Quiet Place, and you listen to the band Churches. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, episode 42, 42. man. This, this, is the, uh, this is the answer. This, this is. We're the answer to everything. The life, the universe, and everything in this uh, episode. I, uh, I'm very excited about that. I uh, The number 42 is one of my favorites because of Douglas Adams. And uh, I, I think it's weird. Uh, the journey of... Me and Douglas Adams is an interesting one because he and his writing has influenced me so much in my lifetime. But if you go all the way back to when all of my friends in middle school were reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and I was refusing because I thought, well, if all of my friends are reading it, it can't be good. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and one of those friends was probably Kevin Novacek, who is one of our early listeners. <laughs> and uh, Kevin, you'll have to let me know if that memory uh, is true, if you were one of the people uh, in our group who was reading Hitchhiker's Guide uh, back in uh, John Muir Middle School. Uh, and, but once I finally picked it up, I was just, I would laugh out loud reading a book. And I think that was maybe the first time that it ever happened to me. And uh, so it, it, yeah, I have a signed copy of Mostly Harmless. And, uh, oh, it who is signed it? One of Douglas Adams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before he died. Nice. Uh, oh, good. And, so, and I have, yeah, for Halloween, I have gone more times as Arthur Dent than any other character. And, and, and part of that might be because it's a very easy costume. It's mm -hmm. literally just a, a bathrobe and a towel and right. comfortable shoes to walk around in. Yeah. But, um, and a copy of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, and, and for that reason, uh, and I can't show you because I'm talking to you on my phone, but every phone I've had since my Palm Trio has had Don't Panic as the wallpaper. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, every iPhone I've ever had since 2009 uh, has wow. had that. And, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, not even I, my loved ones make it to the wallpaper, nor my dogs. Don't I, panic. I think your dogs are counted as your loved ones. But uh, I actually well. read those books. Uh, did, did you ever subscribe to the Science Fiction Book Club? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, I so did. So I read the, the Hitchhiker's Guide books through, through that because you, you could get hardcover small editions for yeah, like yeah, i want to say yeah. it was like eight or ten bucks it was it was about half of what you paid in the bookstore for like uh, a real hardcover but it was also probably half the quality uh but i i read uh, a lot yeah. of books through sfbc uh i was introduced yeah. to the sandman comics through science fiction book club uh i was introduced to a bunch of classic science fiction but uh hitchhiker's guide yeah i had all those editions 
Yeah, my notable read from them was the Timothy Zahn Star Wars series, uh, Heir to the Empire. And oh, yeah. uh, I remember reading those books through the Science Fiction Book Club. Speaking yeah. of books, though, uh, I got, uh, I think I mentioned to you I had gotten the soft cover version Ooh, of my book, uh, Decimus, so sexy, in the mail. Yes. So, like, the yeah, Vampire's uh, Curse. I guess it's just yes. a. Uh, vampire. Yeah, oh yeah, right. Decimus, the Vampire's Curse. So yeah. it's called the Vampire's Curse, but it's Decimus Book One. Yeah. Now, and uh, it's pretty cool. So the soft cover version came, and then shortly after that, just yesterday, I got the hardcover oh, version. Oh, nice. With like, it's it's got a dust jacket and everything. And more interesting, <laughs> under the dust jacket, they printed the cover nice. on the actual. I've never Very seen cool. that before. Oh yeah, the that's cover a... is. Yeah, they do the a thing that they do that quite a bit nowadays. Um, really? Yeah, some people don't like dust jackets, and the cost of printing them that way has gone way, way down. Uh, so it's yeah. no longer prohibitive to to do it. Interesting. So if you don't like dust jackets, but you still want to see your cool covers, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Very and nice. You, you can oh. see. Uh, uh, you can see inside the pages. They're mm -hmm. all like. They're all like designed. And uh, there's all sorts of neat little uh, like graphics and stuff in there. You nice. Know, the chapter headings are really cool. Is your so book I'm really? Is your book currently available for pre-order? It is. Uh, you oh, can cool. go on Amazon. Uh, if you if you were to find me on Instagram, I have a link to the uh, link where you can buy it in several different places. But I know oh, Amazon nice. has it in uh, in. Paperback, hardcover, and ebook, which nice. I didn't realize had happened. Now, the other interesting thing is just as I was walking Coco tonight, getting ready for this very podcast, the mailman dropped off a box from my publisher. Oh, nice. I don't know what it is. I've already gotten the hardcover and softcover. The softcover of my and book, the hardcover. Yeah. Yeah. They came from the printer. So what am I getting from the publisher? Should, should I open it up right now? Yeah. You oh, find please out? do. Okay. I this hope is, it's this a is bed fantastic. of roses. I hope it's a bed of roses, a blood vial, a bed of roses, and uh, a wooden oh. stake. Because of the um, because of the vampire theme. It's funny. This is really awesome uh, content for uh, radio, by the way. Yeah. Although maybe this is a little ASMR of, of yeah. boxes opening. Well, I mean, uh, if you stop uh, talking over it, but yeah. Let's see. Oh. Oh well, this is. This is really weird. It's actually handcuffs. No, it's it's old versions oh, of the book. What is that? It's it's the it's the no it's I the know last year's yeah why why version of Decimus. Did you give them to them like to prove? I don't think so. They might have gotten them from my. <clears throat> they might have gotten them from my Maybe. old publisher that went under. Oh. Uh, let me just make sure this is from my new publisher. Oh, I can't. I ripped off the label. <laughs> well, uh, that's all. Yeah, wonderful. it is. It's from my new publisher. Oh, okay, that's weird. At least I have a. At least I have a couple of copies because I never did order a copy of those either because in you know, I'm gonna spend money on like my own physical book. form. No. Oh man. Yeah, exactly. I definitely. I, would. I, I did buy my a book on ebook so I could read it. Um, so oh, I could gosh. have a copy on Kindle. Yeah, which I yeah. also didn't need to do. Apparently, I could have gotten. A yeah, code. you didn't. You could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, how have you been this week, Matt? 
Real oh, quick, I've been, I, I've been, ate up a bunch of time, I guess. No, I, I barely have anything to say. It's been a music-filled week for me. I uh, went to a show last Thursday. Uh, classic grunge band Mud Honey was playing X-Ray Arcade here in the Milwaukee area. And I went to see that. Uh, I really liked them, but I really liked the opener. They're a band from L.A. called Hoover 3. I may give you them at some point. Uh, quite quite liked them a lot. And they were that good, huh? Yeah, I really enjoyed them quite a lot. I mean, I enjoyed Mind Honey as well. Uh, but I had actually seen them back in college. Uh, low these 25 years ago now. Um and let's see, what else was musical last week? Oh, on Friday, I played an open mic for the first time. It went very poorly, which was a little oh. discouraging, but it just encouraged... I, I eventually reached the point mentally where I was like, well, this is just motivation to like keep doing these until I get better at them. Uh, so I'm going to do another open mic and keep doing them until I don't stink so much. Uh, yeah. And then uh, just yesterday, we had... Uh, Nopiopi practice. So the first time since before Amy's surgery, our cover band got back together. No practice, only play. And uh, and we played a few songs, and it was really fun. We had a great time, and it all went super well. I love that you call it Nopiopi. That's a callback to way back at the beginning of the podcast. That's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, everybody else is on board with that as well, too. Like all the other band members. That's great. Yeah, that's that the, name delights me so much. Uh, that is almost the as official, much as, as today's band that we listen to. That is the official um, the official pronunciation. So I uh, love it. It actually delights me a little more than today's band. Uh, to be honest, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's high on the list of band names for me. Uh, well, my week was uh, full. And incredibly stressful for me, but in a fulfilling way. I uh, The big event was I filmed, finally, the first episode of Time Wrecked, which is this uh, time travel comedy series I've talked about before. I've had it in my head since since 2010, at least. And uh, we finally, uh, you know, got together, and it cost me a pretty penny to get ready for it, you know, as far as costumes and props and paying uh, hair and makeup and, and food and all that stuff. But... Um, you know, ultimately, it's just money, uh, and here I have created something. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know how good it is. I have yet... My computer is is frustratingly uh, s- uh, slow right now. It's being very difficult, and I hate it. But um, And so I can't really play with the footage to see what all we've got. But uh, the behind-the-scenes pictures look amazing. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, leading up to that, I had a interesting week. My uh, on Monday, I interviewed my agent f- at my acting group so that they could talk about. Um, my agent is the head of the diversity department at uh, KMR Talent, uh, which is a kind of mid-level agency focusing on people with disabilities, which is wonderful. Um, which answers the question that you have if you don't know me: uh, Why is he in the diversity department? Because you know, as far as I know, Travis is a white dude. Um, <laughs> you know, I am openly gay, but that's hardly diverse anymore. But what really is uh, the thing is that uh, I have, you know, was born with Bell's palsy. So I've got the facial paralysis, which uh, counts as a disability when you're uh, using your face to act <laughs> for people, weirdly enough. So uh, then I, uh, I did a couple of classes throughout the week, had an acupuncture appointment, and, uh, and then all that led to Saturday with the shoot. And I was so exhausted that 
on Sunday, I just did not have it in me to uh, listen to the music and or, or, or record our podcast, which leads us to today. And I will tell you, I, let's jump right in, please. Let's, let's jump about, right in. Let's talk about the music. And, That's uh, a I'm different gonna way you... to switch things up. That's a different way to switch things yeah, up. I no, like that. No, we're not going to shake things up today. Yeah. We're not going to shake it up. We're just going to talk about the music. I want you to tell me about the music, and then I'm going to tell you my experience with this music. Well, first of all, what I will say about the music is if you had listened to it on Sunday, it might have given you the energy to do the podcast because it's very upbeat stuff. This is the band Churches. They are a Swedish pop, not Swedish, Scottish. Swedish? No, still not Swedish. Scottish. Pop rock, electro, <laughs> electronic rock music act uh friends from college which appears to be a theme for us lately uh formed a band uh, originally there were three members there's a fourth sort of pseudo member now uh but they've released four albums this is their third album it's called love is dead there were a couple of really popular songs off of it almost all of it is very upbeat a lot of bleeps and bloops from the electronic stuff and a lot of like weird sounds that are uh they're guitar sounds but they're not like they don't sound like you know les paul or chet atkins they sound like from the future so uh i thought uh you would really like this i like it a lot uh i don't i think honestly i think my first the first track is my favorite so there's uh an argument uh for you i believe it's the i believe it's the track graffiti is my mm -hmm, favorite mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Uh, so Travis, what did you think of this? Would this have given you the spinach, the, the gumption, the, the get up and go to record the podcast late into the night on Sunday? This would have been the gummy berry juice in my <laughs> bounce, man. I, uh, yeah, I, you are not wrong on that. Uh, if I, I wish that I... I wish that you would assign this a different week when I wasn't quite so busy and stressed so that I could have listened to it earlier so that I could have listened to it again. This was, uh, I will give you this. This band was probably one of my top two, uh, probably second place for first listen enjoyment, Okay, uh, I would say. And uh, I think... Um, uh, the 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 other one was uh, Dog Days. Uh, what was Florence, uh, and, Florence the and the Machine? Probably was yep. was was a little bit higher, but this was a close second. Lots of fun and uh, and checks almost every box I I've got as we've gotten to know my musical tastes over the course of this project, and um, it was it was fun. It was energetic. It was emotional, but not all the same emotion. Uh, so all this to say. Just in pre in you know prefix pretext pre preface that's it preface is the word. I did only listen to it one complete time through, but Boo. and this was just right before we were recording. Boo. Wait, oh. wait. Oh no, I heard it wasn't me. That was the crowd. <laughs> Someone else was booing <laughs> immediately after I stopped uh, after I got through it. And by the way, it went by fast. Yeah. Right. The 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 it's a full fifty minute album. Yeah, it's not short, but it was done, and I was like, oh, it's done already, uh, and I immediately restarted it and got at least a few a few songs through it again um, because I really wanted to. Uh, I I just wanted to keep it going. Yeah, 
So, um, well, I have good yeah, news for I, you, Travis. The I, other albums are also really good. This is not really? this is not an outlier. The the I know that their first album is really good, and I know that their fourth album is really good. I haven't listened to their second one a whole lot, but uh, the other albums are are also really good. I I had a I had a surfeit, uh, an over an overstock of good music to give you this week when I had wow. to choose. From uh, well, churches. you know. Yeah, this is great. And and by the way, I I every time I've mentioned to someone who I was listening to, I called it Chiverches, and I will not stop calling it Chiverches because it delights me. I don't know why everyone in the world doesn't call it Chiverches, or or I don't know why Chiverches doesn't call it Chiverches because it's delightful. Like they're already spelling it that way, so go ahead. I'm gonna agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> try it. Just try it. Tell oh, me it doesn't delight oh. you. I, it, uh, Do it for me. My, my stomach hurts already. Do it. Chiverches. Do it. <gasps> Chiverches. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. Uh, oh. Oh, Ooh, God. It delighted me when you did that. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm happy to delight you, as you know. Uh, so, okay. Uh, it's supposed to be called Churches. I, I, find that, I find that way too boring of a name for this band, to be honest. This band deserves... A, a much more interesting name, and Traverches is is very fun to say. Uh, you in you in the car listening to us wherever you're headed, uh, just try it out. See what you prefer: churches or Traverches. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, man. I, I was I was beginning to get a little concerned about our music and 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 like and the fact that my musical tastes were being defined as being quite a bit separate from yours mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know it was as if we were as if we were like you know mirror universes just being pulled apart and and causing causing chaos in between and here with this with this choice you just slammed us back together again sealed us shut and uh, and everything is right with the world Wow, so, that was thanks. that was like a quantum mechanical explanation for what's been going on. But you mean like a quantum mechanics in the in sci-fi speak? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, if no, any of I... you are actual quantum physicists, uh, don't write in to tell me how uh, how this was not an actual quantum mechanics uh, description of a relationship. I'm really happy you liked it. I listened to it quite a few times myself this week. I think I listened to it four times. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love this music. Um, you know, like I said, it's very upbeat. Um, it, it, you know, lyrically, it can be a lot more complex, right? There can, you know, there's longing and melancholy and so forth. I mean, the, the song Graffiti, you know, I don't know exactly what it's about, but it's clearly... Uh, a song about loss, maybe loss of innocence, maybe, you know, loss of youth, right? But uh, but it's also just beautiful, you know? It's like yeah. upbeat. And I, the way they integrate the electronic components to this, the, the keyboards and everything with the guitars and with the singing i think is really wonderful a a lot of times when i hear bands that are sort of in this genre of like electro pop rock they the keyboards either disappear completely 
Like, so you don't really hear them except in like the quietest moments or they completely take over the music. And one of the things I like about this is how you can always hear the, the keyboards, the synthesizers, but they're never, they're never like overbearing and like the only thing that you hear, right? Like this is upbeat pop rock, but it's not dance music. You'd never, you'd never confuse this with dance music, but it also doesn't sound like EDM you mean? Yeah. But it doesn't sound like, um, you know, it doesn't sound like the black keys or Foo Fighters or, or screaming females to, to reference someone that you've heard recently. Yeah. You know? And to be honest, when you, when you described it as more electronic, uh, last week, I, I was a little bit, uh, wary and, and it put me off to maybe uh, trying to experience it a little sooner. So um, that's that's your fault, my friend. <laughs> well, you, frankly, you're missing out. There's a lot of really great electronic music out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just I, I there is some I have I do like dancing, like, and I I like going to clubs, and much more when I was younger. But uh, I do enjoy a nice club beat of a song, you know, and I was around back in the day, you know, I was really going, doing a lot of clubbing back in the um, uh, early 2000s, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, dancing a lot. And, 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 you know, these are the days when you're coming across uh, club versions of like, my heart will go on, had a club version, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just anything you put in. So I do, I do like that. And I love the beat that you can dance to. It's, uh, I guess I don't generally like, uh, like EDM mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends, it's very popular in the, in the gay crowd and I have a lot of friends who go to EDM concerts and, and it's just not my thing. But, uh, this, this was my thing. This, nice. I, I really appreciated the electronica, uh, aspect of it. And, and you're right. It was, it was done in a way that felt, uh, felt, I don't know, instrumental, Mm-hmm. as a as a almost as a more classical type of instrument tied in with the voices and the uh and the and the and the lyrics and the music so uh and you you said last week that you thought it was it might be too repetitive for, for me but i didn't there was no point where i was listening to this uh my one and a half times through and i was like uh, i was like come on get on with it mm. you know okay so Okay. So that's good. Uh, yeah. I, I might have had I had I listened to second or third time, but um as it was, it was pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. Um let's see. Well, uh any anything uh did any of the lyrics or anything stand out to you? Uh you know, and this is I'll be honest, the failing of 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 not listening to it more mm-hmm. uh more than I, I I generally like to listen to an album or playlist twice through and if i really like it uh, in the past i've i've done three times through or more uh i i wish that i had done that with this one um mm. but i just didn't have the time and so I, I i don't have a deeper appreciation of any one particular song i kind of just let the whole album flow over me sure. and but one of the things i really did appreciate and i said it a little bit earlier but there was variety in these songs mm-hmm. and it wasn't even though it's kind of the same sound soundscape mm-hmm. the songs themselves were unique and mm-hmm. i really appreciated that like i felt like i was going on a bit of a journey 
And um, I, I, I will put this on my rotation, and I'll make a point to listen to it again uh, and, 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 you know, get a little more out of it in the future. Nice. Sure. Might, might make that year-end list. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I'm going to have more time at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, you had mentioned earlier about club versions of things, and there is a lot... I mean, those things are still around, right? But it is sort of the a function of how music distribution has changed so dramatically. I mean, there was a time in the late 90s and early 2000s when almost every sort of big song w- was released as a single and had like 8, 10, 12 remixes on it. There's like a ridiculous number of remixes on it where they would send it oh, out yeah. to, you know, all, all these different people and there would be uh, a ton of remixes. And those things are out there now, but a lot of times they're they're just out on SoundCloud or or other music distribution services and you can find them if you're like digging for them, but it's pretty rare for them to be <laughs> pretty rare for them to be like uh separate releases now it's really only the Mm. biggest artists um you know i was thinking uh what did we listen to recently maybe dua lipa you know dua lipa had a had a whole album of of remixes that came out um and there there's a few of sort of those pop stars that still release like remix albums but it's a lot less common uh than it used to be all right well what what do you give it you know what? I'm going to give it, uh, I'm, uh, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. An yeah, eight. Just because an eight, but, but, but I will say they probably have room to grow. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, ah, boy, an eight, uh, a nine, a 10, an eight, a nine, a 10. Um, I don't think it's quite 10 for me. Um, but I do feel like, so I, I'll tell you why I'm hesitating a little bit. I uh-huh, yeah. I have kept been keeping track of our ratings, and I have a, I did what's called a histogram of all of our ratings, uh, yeah. which is a uh, it's a it's a graph that shows how many times you've given each rating, and for some yeah. reason I give odd numbers far more often than even numbers when it comes to oh. when it comes to ratings, and so what <laughs> I really want to do is give this a nine, but I'm like, is it really an eight? And I'm just not very good at. No, it's an it's a don't nine let for that me. psych you out, man. Give it what you give it what you feel. It's a it's a nine for me, Travis. All right, great, awesome. Well, that's it. Definitely, it definitely is pretty good, and I, and I thank you for uh, for bringing Tverches to my attention. All right, cool. Well, that's awesome, uh, Travis. Why don't you tell me about a quiet place? Oh, I will. Uh, a quiet place is a movie that shares a lot of DNA with the movie we watched last week, The Descent. Uh, in that, it's a very kind of a slow psychological thriller monster movie with and i'm afraid that you might not like that you don't get a lot of explanation for the monsters which is a sticking point that you had last week but this movie was a uh, an early summer movie that came out in 2018 i believe and it uh, was directed by john krasinski who played jim on the office and it stars john krasinski and emily blunt who are married in real life as a married couple who are existing on a farm post uh 
the invasion of a monster onto the Earth uh, from from outer space. We don't know. Presumably from outer space because it's pretty alien, and uh, they are. Uh, it, and it's basically the the premise is the monsters hunt by sound and so to survive you have to be very quiet and so this family has devised uh, and it's their two kids well three kids at first uh but they have devised a way to move around quietly and because the young daughter is deaf they all already speak sign language so they're able to kind of communicate with each other that way which i think is very clever and but what i want to say about this movie is it was one of the most amazing theater-going experiences of my life. This is a quiet movie, right? And it uses silence and noise to really great effect. And in the movie theater, in a full movie theater, nobody ate popcorn. People were leaving the theater with full buckets of popcorn because no one dared even crunch popcorn while they were watching this movie it was extraordinary and uh and i personally was very fulfilled by this movie i am not so needy of the explanation of the monster uh one of the reasons i like that i'll get into actually in a, in a uh, after we talk a bit but um the movie itself made 341 million dollars on a 17 million dollar budget and uh warranted a sequel which i have also seen and also like uh so this is maybe my third time through this movie and uh even though there are some bits in it where i go but what about and i think that you're probably gonna stick stick on those bits a bit <laughs> because i know you i really liked this movie the third time through so what did you think matt of the quiet of a quiet place well um first of all i like popcorn and i want to eat popcorn so uh so i'm glad i didn't see this in the theater um no i i think that you probably have a pretty good sense of how i feel about this movie i don't i don't think you're I don't think you're going to be surprised to learn that it shares a lot of DNA with the movie last week. And there's a lot that I really liked about this movie. It is gorgeously shot. Um, I really loved the colors in this movie. I, you know, everything is like super rich and saturated, which I love. It kind of gives you the sense that the world is like returning to nature after, you know, because so, we're sort of post human already. Uh, yeah. So I really loved that. Obviously, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are fantastic. The child actors are really fantastic. They're all really good. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the thing that I've really learned over the last two weeks is that I don't like this type of monster where it's insanely fast and insanely powerful and there's no real explanation for like energetically how it does the things that it does you know um it's I, what do you I, mean by that well i mean like if you think about the natural world and predators that are um 
like really like fast and big and dangerous, right? They're also like they they have like a meal, right? And then they like lay around for like a month, right? Because um because it's very difficult to hunt in that way, right? Um you know other types of hunting are far more common like pack hunting is 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 much more common and is not so energetically like difficult right like cheetahs are amazing right they're the fastest things on earth but you know they spend uh -huh. most of their time resting and and not you know not hunting things right like you can like there are an sure. awful lot of cheetahs like there are, there are so many like herd animals that will walk right you know, right past the pride of lions and not have to worry about them because it's not, it's everybody's fed, you know? Right. Um, but they're not aliens, Matt. Are these things aliens? Did I miss an explanation somewhere? No, but they're oh. obviously aliens. <laughs> they're, they're obviously aliens. Yeah, I will, I will, I will spoil that in the sequel, they do kind of give away, they do kind of show the day they arrive and they kind of rain down on earth in, in meteors. Um, and so that's how they arrive on earth. So they are aliens. I'll give you, I'll give you that much information. Okay. But I don't think you needed to know that in this movie. I say wagging my thumb. Um, that's your finger. pointer finger. <laughs> no, it wasn't wagging. It's not my thumb. It's my, it's my index finger. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> um, but I'm wagging it. You are. How does this animal move through the ground? The ground is thick. I don't understand that. It doesn't you don't know. move through the ground. What are you talking about? Do they... It moves... It runs on the ground. Well, that's... Well, yeah. I mean, what... I feel like the very first attack, it came, like, up out of the ground and, and killed no, the kid, No, it was running right? through the woods. No, it was, it was running through, through the woods. woods and it killed the kid? Okay. Yeah. Well, there was there was some CGI there that confused me, I guess. Um, it's yeah. Because you don't have a big enough TV. I tried to warn you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I tried um, to warn you. Yeah. So, anyways, but that's that's what I mean by energetically. Like these things, they. I just I just struggle with stuff like this where it's like there's all this like biomass that needs like to be supported, right? Like I am a scientist, right? And the sun is the source of all the energy on earth, right? Like that's that's where the energy comes from. And mm -hmm. there's all the animals and the plants and the bacteria and everything, they all fundamentally have ways of getting that energy, whether it's from some other thing or directly from the sun. And things like this just sort of energetically don't make sense, you know? And it bothers me. Like, I I want... I don't know. I just... It's sort of like... So I've been watching First Blood... Or not First Blood, True Blood lately, um, which uh -huh. is fantastically soapy and dumb, and I love it, right? Well, um, and it's also a fantasy. Like, it's not like... It's not just vampires, it's all the other fantasy creatures and Anyways. Or have you not gotten that far? No, I'm like season five. I told you I've been watching it lately. Oh. But um I I enjoy it, right? But like the the scenes where the vampires basically like fast forward is like 
it's so ridiculous and dumb, right? And like, there's no part of me that's like, hmm, this makes sense, right? I just, I, I ignore it because I want to see what happens next, you know, in the soap opera, right? Right. Okay. Great. So, so can we? Can you? Can you? You can't put aside uh, your like. You can't just say, I don't understand how aliens work. And okay. there might be some way that they, they this makes sense for their metabolism and then move oh. on with the rest of the story? Sure. Okay. So let's do that, right? So then I go, you're telling me that like a few beeps from a toy is enough to have one of these things atta- attack from some large distance. I don't know what, right? But some large distance. But... Nobody's ever gotten a sniffle. Nobody's ever gotten a cough. Nobody's ever talked in their sleep. Nobody's ever, uh, you know, like stubbed their toe on something and said, oh, crap. Like, like there's not making much noise for a long time. And then there's not making any noise at all for over a year. Right? Like the the whole premise of the movie just strains credulity so much like i like that they have all these strategies but where is all this sand coming from and how it's are ash. they it's ash and they're burning things every day they that you you see them burning things i'm sorry i i just had to answer when you asked a question no no i i i love that but also like so they go like a mile. So there's like a mile of ash from here to the, you know, whatever, right? And like, d- how long did it take to make the mile of ash? You know, like, yeah. I. And also, why don't they just go live next to the waterfall? That seems like a much safer strategy. Yes, that is one thing that I also thought to myself, and that is something that props up, uh, comes up on you know, uh, social media apps. And uh, I think the answer to that is um, home is here, right? If you if you talk about the the choice between fortifying your home and converting it to be adequate, soundproof, whatever, a place where electricity happens and uh, and you have things like you know I, I know it's not available water, you'd have available water at the river, but uh, you know you have many things at your disposal, a bed rooms an underground a Mm -hmm. a cellar you know under the barn area none of that you would have so what are you going to do go live literally out in the woods by the river just to be just to be quiet i think that's an obvious question but i think if you think about it deeper it makes sense that they stayed in their home yeah i don't i'm not i'm not hung up on that particularly i just think that the idea that you can maintain essentially perfect silence for as long as they do especially with small children and um well see you're coming up to the really big question go ahead and say it this feels like the best possible case for abortion i've ever heard in my life yeah no you're uh, that's exactly what i was right how could you possibly have a child in this world because they get pregnant after the whole thing starts yeah which They Which sure boggles do. my mind. Yeah. However, however, they are still humans. And if you've lost your kid, which is a horrible thing to happen, one of the ways they may cope is by having sex, right? And in this world, 
you might not know if you have had if you're pregnant until it's too late and or until it's like well really or you a just may not you may of. not have the tools right like you need a drug or you need someone who's medically capable yeah, yeah, of doing yeah. it right but i'm just saying like if you're stealing things from the pharmacy some plan b seems like a good choice honestly this is a question i did i did mull over a lot and i'm not a mom i'm not a woman i don't have you know the ability to procreate i don't have a a, a husband to have a family with but I can imagine a situation where a couple who has managed to survive and been fairly ingen- ingenious in their in their uh, conversion of their home into a a quiet place, I can imagine a situation where they'd be like, "We can do this. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, if 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 you, honey, if you don't want to give up the baby, if you want to try to mm-hmm. you know re- replace the one we lost, even though that's not how they would say it, but if you want to do that." we can build this soundproof cellar or at least try and see if it works because without kids, what's it all, what's it all matter anyway? That's my thinking. I was able to justify it, but yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think any, I don't, I don't think any of that is out of bounds. Plot point for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So let's break away from plot points because I don't want to finish this whole episode having done nothing but rag on this movie. Um, like the premise of it is very tense and very, you know, you know, like good, right? I get that sort of like instant buzz of like, yeah, this, this sort of, this works and it, and it makes sense. Right. Um, and what you get of that is, is very tense and very suspenseful and, um, you know, also why do, why do the... Why do the aliens always like click now? What's that about? Like it's a sonar thing. That's how they. That's how they. No, I know, but like it feels like a horror movie thing oh, now. Oh, aliens you know, in general the, in movies. Yeah, across like the, they yeah, always yeah, yeah. they they get the clicks because it's know? creepy as hell. That's why. Yeah, I think. Oh it's man, just isn't that it's creepy? creepy as, it's pretty creepy. Yeah. 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 Also, I think my TV is big enough. I think it. It's a very nice <laughs> size. Your TV, TV is big it's, enough. It's Matt. perfectly it's average. Not the size it's of a your decent TV. size TV. I sit it's pretty a cl- normal. Size I don't have TV. a. I don't have a huge room. It fits nicely in the room. You know, that's right. It's a. It's a cozy fit in. It's in a your cozy room. fit yeah, in the it's room. It's as big as your room needs it to be. Yeah. So anyway, I. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't like this. I thought you would for sure like it more than The Descent. Uh, And I tell you, one of the things, and I want to say why I like the, real quick, I just want to offer one positive thing about this movie. uh, And that the, the not getting the information about the aliens, I like that in certain horror movies. I like that there's not that mysterious man in black who happens to know everything about the aliens. All you get is a wall of questions, you know, little clues they've found out by listening to ham radios, you know, and they're probably tuned. Humanity probably isn't wiped out. There are probably areas in the world that are just fine because they're protected by the military and, and these things are not indestructible. It's just that this family can't get to those places. So they're stuck where they are and they had to make do and they're, and they're surviving. Uh, but I really like that you don't know where the aliens came from. Or that they're aliens. You just know that there's a threat and you have to deal with it because that's how it would be in real life. Well, and... I think we've talked a little bit about this before. I 
Maybe. I, in the, the sense that I'm okay with not giving the audience the answers. What I'm not okay with is the sense that there aren't answers. Like, mm. that I want somebody to have thought about these issues, right? They don't necessarily have to give them to us, but I want yep. somebody to have thought about it. And this movie did not feel like somebody had thought about it. Okay, that. well, I, I can guarantee you they have, and there is a trilogy plan that does delve more into those answers. And I think, and they're not telling us what those answers are, but I, all I can tell you is that in the sequel, you see them arrive from outer space. And what I think this particular alien is, is a bioweapon being used by other aliens, a higher order of aliens, in order to kind of cleanse the planet before colonization or something like that. So I feel like the third movie is going to be kind of that. But I don't know. That's just kind of what I think. Because they've gone about as far as they can go with this particular alien in mm -hmm. the sequel. Which is great, mm -hmm. by the way. It's different. It's not the exact same thing over again. Mm -hmm. um, so I, if you didn't like it, you won't like the sequel. If, if anybody listened to this, did watch the Qui A Quiet Place with us and liked it, I encourage you to watch the sequel. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say is yeah. I, I think when you say you're sad that I didn't like this as well as the descent, you're forgetting that I loved the first half of the descent and I didn't dislike the second half of the descent. I just thought it was pretty average, you know? Um, so right, overall, but I, I kind of thought you would like this even better. I don't know. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, because I do, I think this is a better movie. Well, it it might in fact be a better movie if you're not hung up on things that don't make sense, you know. Um, but I kind of am hung up on things that don't make sense, right? Like I would much rather have a movie like Hellraiser, right? Which, no, why why are you giving me that face? Well, because how does Hellraiser make sense in a real world? Because they're demons. These are aliens. <laughs> What's the difference? You don't know the difference between demons and aliens? Uh, from a storytelling point of view, from a suspension of disbelief point of view, what's the difference? Demons are fantastical, right? So in a fantasy, you can do fantasy things like magic yourself into a house or, you know, make a bunch of torture equipment appear out of nowhere. Well, right. And none of these aliens uh, disobey the laws of physics. As far, well, you know, they, I they think they are disobeying. No, I think they. Law. I think they are disobeying the law of physics. I think you're. I think you're misunderstanding like how things move in the real world, like, like the way that they the way that they move is not. That's not a thing, you know. Mm. Wow. Okay. All right. I mean, you don't know how they move on their planet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you can't. You don't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to so, reference last week again and tell you that you have this habit of inventing justifications that aren't in the movie. And that is, again, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. But I think it's safe to assume it's, things it's sometimes. Not, if it, I, I just don't think that I should be having to do work that the filmmaker didn't bother to do. But here's and here and here I think is my point. I don't think any of that is important. 
all I don't think any of that matters to the plot. The the story is about this family trying to survive. It could be aliens, it could be uh it could be uh you know a band of uh human mutants after the nuclear apocalypse trying to invade their farm that they're trying to apocalypse <laughs> people up up um you know but it could be just any threat that's almost secondary to the story that's that's the impetus to the story and the thing of it is is that you know the, i love the way this story starts because you get the you get the what and the why real fast and then the rest of the story is is the how you know, not not the how of the aliens, but the how of the family surviving, mm-hmm. and and being a family together, despite what's going on. And that's what I love about this movie. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm so I really am sorry you couldn't you couldn't put the other stuff away enough to appreciate that part of this movie because I thought it was expertly done and uh, the, the acting alone is is just brilliant mm-hmm. um the the reasons why they separate themselves and and in the end have to like fight to get back together feel earned and real uh emily blunt has has one of the the like now we've had two amazing bathtub scenes that we've watched in this podcast and this is just one of the best bathtub uh nerve-wracking tension like crackling bathtub scenes we've we've watched so and that there is so i would say it it is definitely the second best bathtub scene we've seen this year oh you think it's the second best all right all right fair enough yeah oh man that was the only thing i liked about what lies beneath was that scene okay all right wow all right well uh i won't press you for more um you can go ahead and give it your three or two or whatever Wow, that's funny. You know, I I have actually been thinking about my rating for this one a lot. Um, and I uh, I was going to give it a five because I feel like it's a pretty standard horror movie, you know, uh, like interesting, right? Like an interesting premise and so forth. Uh, and I feel like it falls down in the way that a lot of horror movies fall down. Um, and I will say this, it's a horror movie that I did not find particularly scary. Now, maybe that's just cause I'm jaded at this point in the podcast or whatever, but I, I was not like, I was not like super tense while watching this movie, you know? Yeah. And I, and, and that is my fault for, I, I, that I think would have helped by being in, you know, the bigger screen, the bigger sound. It really, I listened to it with headphones on and I really was, t- and I was listening to it watching it on a tiny screen like i think i watched it on my ipad because my computer's been acting up and i think the headphones are what really made it i had i turned on noise cancellation and i was in this world um very deeply and it was fantastic so uh very tense for me i'm gonna give it a nine it's uh one of my favorites yep nice nice yep 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 very warranting of a sequel, and I really like what they did with the sequel. So I think that that also gives like retroactive points. I mean, I'm so, not gonna uh, lie; I am curious about the sequel. I was curious about this movie. I had this is a movie that I had thought about watching because it obviously got a lot of buzz uh, and everything. And I'm not; I'm actually not opposed to watching this sequel. I might uh, throw it on at some point because um, I different movie. you haven't you, you do have get intrigued more... me. 
uh, a little bit, you know. Yeah, you get a little more information, I guess, that might help you. Yeah, maybe. I, don't know. I, I guess the thing that I, str- you know, we've talked a lot about the aliens and how much I am concerned about them, but like again, like the level of noise that you're allowed to produce to not get killed feels like so punitive, right? Like, sure. Well, you're, you're yes, I agree with you. Your your example of the of the of the beeping um space shuttle thing is I think a bit is a bit off because it continues to make noise. It's making a lot of noise continuously and they're not able to get to him to turn it off before they get to him. But there are other instances like dropping a picture off the mm-hmm. wall that attracts mm-hmm. them. Yes, it's it does seem a little bit um but here's the thing. I was thinking about it as I was watching it, and I think maybe yeah. it's like high-pitched noises are worse. And so yeah. beeping, crashing, glass breaking, that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it just seems really tough to me. But I, I don't want to harp on it. It's, it's, a good, it's a good horror movie that was not for me, you know? Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, we've given our ratings. Uh, people listening... Let us know what you think. Uh, if you agree with me or Matt, email us at exposingourselvespodcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook page. Uh, and while you're there, go ahead and leave a review on our show page. It really helps us. Let us know what you think of the show in general. Matt, what do you got for me for next week? Next week, Travis, I want to tell you that I was given a suggestion by one of our listeners. <gasps> That's right. We got an email from Kevin Navacha, oh who we've mentioned on the page before, or on the podcast before. And this very he episode. gave me permission to give you something that I have not wanted to give you because I was afraid you weren't going to like it. But now there's a suggestion from a listener, so I have to. <laughs> so it's their fault. It's his fault. My favorite <laughs> album of all time. This is this makes me such a hipster, but it's Neutral Milk Hotels in the Aeroplane Over the Sea. This is a classic album from the <laughs> 90s. There are so many bearded hipsters who absolutely love this album, and I am one of them, despite not having a beard right now. Wow. I think it is astounding that I have never heard of your favorite album from, you know, I've never heard of the band that put out your favorite album. Yeah, Neutral Milk Hotel is... Uh, a very interesting case. They came out of the Elephant Six Collective in, I want to say Georgia, but it's it's somewhere in that southeast. Uh, and the head of the band was a guy named Jeff Mangum, and he created this weird, like, multi-instrumental, sort of folky pop rock opera thing-ish that is called In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. They had released a few EPs and actually one uh, earlier album, but this one broke through to pretty wide acclaim, and they dropped off the face of the earth after this album. Uh, and the sort of the legend grew, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, for a certain aged hipster, this is like the one. Right. Okay. Um, I I gotta be honest. I don't think you're gonna like this. Um, I but, shall gird my loins. Yeah, but it is a fascinating stew of like 
imagery that revolves around like war and Anne Frank and adolescence and hmm. puberty and like it's all very odd but well moments of like real staggering beauty and well, so, I'm really interested in hearing your favorite album. I think that for that alone, I think this is going to be fascinating. And given what you just said, uh, I think that dovetails really well into the movie that I want to give you, which is the movie 1917. It came out in 2019, confusingly. And uh, it's, a, it's a war movie. It's a movie about World War I. There were a couple of movies that came out about the same time. Dunkirk, which I really didn't like. And then this one. Uh, this one is famous for being, uh, for simulating the entire movie being one take, and so uh, so that's kind of the 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 hook of the movie. Uh, it's directed by Sam Mendes, who uh, has done a bunch of stuff you may have heard about. He uh, he actually directed the original West End stage musical of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, but uh, is back in like I think. 2013 when they finally bought it to stage but he as movies did american beauty he did uh, revolutionary road he did jarhead which was great uh road to perdition with tom uh, hanks which was great a couple of james bond films skyfall and specter which were both fairly well regarded and uh and then 1917 came out and it was a pretty good movie it took me a while to see it because i saw dunkirk first and thought that this was kind of another one of those. And so I didn't want to see it. But then it got a ton of attention and really good word of mouth that came to me and convinced me to see it. And I ended up liking it. So I am curious to see what you think. Uh, we're going to do a change of tone as we move into uh, November. But I think that uh, our two albums, uh, our two choices may go well together. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Also, I did really love... Uh, how you said Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. I think that should be the name of the movie rather than just Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks, sort of like being John Malkovich. Uh, yeah. Because it sounds like, you know, you're just walking to Perdition right next to Tom uh, Hanks. He's just, he's <laughs> just your, he's your accompanist. Have you seen that movie? No. Have you seen that movie? No. I might put that on the list. It's a, it's an interesting Tom Hanks movie. It's not just, uh, it's Tom Hanks and uh, Jude Law and Daniel Craig before he did, um, before he did uh, Bond and uh, uh, Stanley Tucci, who we like, and especially Paul Newman before he died. So uh, it's it's some really good stuff. Uh, I might uh, I might put that in the list. So, all right. Well, hey Matt, thank yeah. you for exposing yourself to me. Well, thank you for exposing yourself to me, Travis. <laughs> Always a pleasure. I'll talk to you next week. Uh -huh.